He asked him what is. I thought of the Superman meme we saw. (laughs) Don't kill me. My mom's name was Martha. Welcome to Pulp Fiction. This is the one where we review the Avengers Civil War. No, I'm just kidding. Captain America Civil War. I am your host, Brandon Rabara, along with my co-host, as always, Jacob Crisp and Rachel Jamison. And Captain America Civil War is summed up thus. Political interference in the Avengers activities causes a rift between former allies, Captain America and Iron Man. Let's check out that trailer. New York, Washington, D.C., Sokovia. Okay, that's enough. Captain, people are afraid. That's why I'm here. We need to be put in check. Whatever form that takes, I'm game. I'm sorry, Tony. If I see a situation pointed south, I can't ignore it. Sometimes I wish I could. Sometimes I want to punch you in your perfect teeth. I know we're not perfect. But the safest hands are still our own. Thank you, Jacob. All right. This movie is the movie I was most looking forward to of 2016. A lot of big movies this year. A lot of ones that everybody's looking forward to. But for me, this is the one I was most pumped about. How about you guys? Where does it rank as far as you guys, as far as like hype goes for this year? I'm pretty sure all mine forever are going to be Star Wars movies at one. Well, yeah. So Rogue One will be... Ironically, my one. Uh, yeah. uh, but uh, no, always the uh, Vin- the Marvel movies are usually really high up on my list. Right. And because of what we knew about Civil War, it's something different. It's it's uh, good guys versus good guys. I mean, this was this one really stuck out more so than many of the past, because, right. just because we got we knew we were getting something a little bit different. Plus, the Russo brothers, I think, are pretty good directors. Yeah, and they did. I think they did a good job with Winter Soldier. And so, yeah, it was. It was probably my number two movie. I'm trying to think of what... I wasn't ready for that question, so I'm trying to think of other movies that are coming out this year. Um, Were you more hyped for this than Batman vs. Superman? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, just because those trailers were so... Garbage. So bad, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't even excited to watch that movie. Yeah. How about you, Rachel? Where where is this ranked as far as movies you're pumped about? I'd say I'm probably more pumped about um, Age of Ultron. Oh, Only yeah. because I, I'm a bigger X Men fan than I am just uh, yeah. this cast of Marvel plus Oscar you mean Isaac Apocalypse Apocalypse yeah sorry yeah what did I say Age, Age of, of Ultron, Ultron. oh man we're off Apocalypse. to a we're yeah. off to a bad start here <laughs> yeah I'm super excited about it can't you tell guys <laughs> that, that movie two years ago is gonna be banging <laughs> it's gonna be lit <laughs> I was like well I guess we could talk about movies from a year ago <laughs> <laughs> shut it uh, it it's because it's it helps that it has Oscar Isaac in it. Yeah. So, uh, but I'd say this isn't as far as like blockbuster, big budget movies. This is probably number two. 
Uh, for me, it was number one. Uh, I'm a Marvel fanboy, and I'm a big Spider-Man fanboy. And the oh, fact yeah. that this, I didn't think about that either. <laughs> I mean, fa- that's so obvious. Why didn't I think about that? <laughs> the fact that this introduced uh, Spider-Man finally into the Marvel Universe featuring Tom Holland. Let's get to that. Uh, but that that's what I was so pumped about. Of course, the stars. Do I even need to mention who the stars are? Everybody knows who the stars right? I mean, there's 20 of them. It's, yeah, I mean... You, and you know all of them because yeah, you've seen all their movies. Uh, I mean, there's some highlights like Chadwick Boseman. Yes, who you know from uh, 42 and uh, Get On Up. He played James Brown and Jackie Robinson previously. And then Paul Rudd coming over from Ant-Man. And Tom Holland playing the new Peter Parker slash Spider-Man. Also, if you knew people like Martin Freeman, they they had a lot of big names and really tiny roles. Right, uh, William Hurt. William yeah. Hurt. Was he, in, was he in? He was really small role. I'm trying to think, was he in a Winter Soldier? I can't remember. I can't, I remember. can't either. Honestly, one thing that we probably should tell you all: one is that we do spoilers here, and so you know that's going to happen. Just know. So if you don't want to hear spoilers, go watch the movie, come back right. and listen to us. Second of all, we all were talking about before we started the show. It's been a while since any of us have seen the Winter Soldier. So reflecting back on that movie is just going to be a disaster. Pretty yeah. much. So if William Hurt was in it, we already just screwed that up too. <laughs> <laughs> Don't um, hold it against us. Then, then seems like, for instance, Alfred Woodward, Woodard, big name. She was in it for all of thirty seconds. So it was just amazing how many big uh, name. She's a big name. Not a big name, but a very a well known. I'll actress. tell you what. Uh, you said Alfred Woodard, and I was like, who's that dude? <laughs> A respected actress, <laughs> but yeah, the the cast is stacked as as is most Marvel movies. But let's go to our initial thoughts. You know, just your overall impression of Captain America: Civil War. Jacob, what did you think of the movie? Uh, I loved it. I was like a kid in a candy store, especially when that big giant action sequence oh, took off. Man. Uh, I think something that's a little bit different than a lot of the other Marvel movies that we get in this one is that they, they really developed, they really worked in that storyline. Like, it was kind of a slow, I mean, it was first half for, of the movie. Yeah, it was. And look, this was a two and a half hour movie, and um, they did a good job of just the build up, the build up, you knew it was coming. And um, for any new listeners, you know, I quit watching trailers, and that was a big thing for me going into this. This is one of the first movies I stopped watching trailers on. I, I believe I saw the first one, the, the teaser. So, you mm-hmm. know, I knew that they were going to have some kind of a standoff at an airport. Right. Um, I knew that Black Panther was going to be in it. Uh, I obviously I heard about Spider-Man being in the, in the second trailer, but I never watched that trailer. I, I did. I couldn't avoid an image of him holding right. Captain America's uh, uh, shield. Right. Um, but I knew it was happening. You know, the other night I was watching a basketball game and I looked up and I just happened to see uh, the Winter Soldier sitting next to Captain America, you know, at the airport. So I was like, dang it, you know, there's that, another one. But yeah. I did not know Ant-Man was going to be in it. I did not uh, have a clue how they were going to do the Spider-Man stuff. Who else was a surprise to me? Uh, um, I mean, Black Panther was the other. Oh, movie. the Vision! I didn't know the Vision was going to be. Oh in yeah, it. Hawkeye. Uh, did you know Hawkeye was? I didn't. I, if I knew Hawkeye was, I forgot. Right. So because a, you didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> so Hawkeye there were a burned. lot of things like they kept happening. Like, and I kept like the three of us went and saw this movie together. We actually strangely don't see a lot of movies together. So right. I kept leaning over to Brendan like, dude, dude. Yeah. Like, I was so <laughs> happy. Like this was a great movie experience for me. Yeah. Because I didn't watch the trailers. Like, yeah. And we went uh, in the game when we got back here tonight we watched a couple of the trailers and it is nuts the spoilers they put in that oh, they, they, they give away so much of the movie uh, war machine getting shot in the air i mean they yeah. don't show that it's the vision doing it 
But it was nuts that they showed that in the trailer. It was, yeah. it was crazy. A couple of other things. It's just uh, they, they unbelievable. Bucky, Bucky in the background, his arm ripped off. Yes. I mean, yes. It's crazy what they'll show. Yeah. So just overall reviews of the movie. They they did a great job with the story. They did a great job. Like with when Iron Man, God, there's so many characters in this movie. It's, I'm going to be stumbling all over the place. But when Iron Man finally came back over to Captain America's side, you know, towards the end, and right. I, was, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Well, wait, they're still going to have a fight out because I know I saw that, you know, Bucky and Captain America versus Iron Man. I said, so right. what are they going to do to make that twist? I did not even put together that it was, you know, that it was going to be Bucky who killed his parents. Right. And then it becomes more of a personal vengeance for, you know, Robert, for Iron Man. Right. And so just the development of all of these things was great. All the cameos were awesome. Yeah. We'll talk about Spider-Man shortly. Yeah. But I mean, and I, you know, Brandon had said that he steals the show. Well, I mean, I would kind of agree with that, but Paul Rudd. Yeah. I mean, Amen. borderline I does think, it too. I mean, it's yeah. Great writing. Great. I loved it. I loved it. I had so much fun. Um, <laughs> Rachel, what were your impressions? I think Jacob liked it. <laughs> uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, for me, Marvel movies range from... There's none of them that have been bad. Just straight up bad. I didn't really care for the first Captain America. That was probably my least favorite. But there's been a Iron few. Man 3 was probably my least yeah, favorite. Yeah, that Iron would Man probably be my second sad. least favorite. That was like autopilot. But, two and three were but, yeah. They have the ability to knock it out of the park and have done it several, like an impressive amount of times. Yeah. And this is one where they really knocked it out yeah. of the park. Absolutely. And and it's amazing that they've been able to continue to make such good stories as it gets more and more complicated. They're tying in more storylines. Yeah. So what they've accomplished with it, I thought was really impressive just from that aspect. It's also, of course, a lot of fun. It's an Avengers movie. I didn't know how fun this was going to be just because like, oh, I like Captain America and I like Iron Man. I don't want to see him fight. Yeah. Like, oh, that makes yeah. me kind of sad. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't know if it was going to be kind of a downer. Like, oh, I like all these characters and now they're pitted against each other. That kind of sucks. Yeah, it was hard explaining to my nephews what they are asking me why they were fighting each right other. so that's kind of hard to explain well and that that would be something for kids watching the movie they're not going to understand right. why their favorite characters are fighting each right. other because why is it is a very uh it's, it's, it's a politics. legit it's a legit argument for a, that adults can grasp but right. for little kids that's going to go right. straight over their head but that's beside the point i thought it was a lot of fun i love the new characters that they've tied in and of Man. course i i really liked iron man in this one i feel like sometimes they push him he is a he's got to walk a fine line of funny and jackass and he cannot go too far one way or the mm -hmm. other. And yeah. I think they pushed him too far jackass lately. Yeah. And, and they kind of pulled him back, which was good in a movie that you could really be anti Iron Man. That in. could be Joss yes. Whedon because he does write characters like that where they're super sarcastic. And of course, Robert Downey Jr. is perfect for that right. kind of role. But that's what you're saying. It may yeah. not have worked in his favor to an extent. Right. Uh, in this one, I felt like he walked that line, which is great because you don't you don't necessarily want to pick sides. You just right. want to, you know what I mean? Like you like both characters. So anyways, I thought they did good with Robert Downey Jr. in this one. When you see both sides, that, that was another thing that I like. Like you can see the argument for both sides. I can see why Iron Man feels the way he feels. Yeah, I can absolutely. See why Captain and they're both the justified and like... And like Captain America kind of says is you have to do what you think is right. And that's what you should do, whether it's what I think is right or not. So Tony, if someone dies on your watch. You don't give up. Who said we're giving up? We are for not taking responsibility for our actions. This document just shifts the blame. Sorry, Steve, that 
that is dangerously arrogant. This is the United Nations we're talking about. It's not the World Security Council. It's not S.H.I.E.L.D. It's not Hydra. No, but it's run by people with agendas, and agendas change. That's good. That's why I'm here. When I realized what my weapons were capable of in the wrong hands, I shut it down, stopped manufacturing. Tony, you chose to do that. If we sign this, we surrender our right to choose. What if this panel sends us somewhere we don't think we should go? What if there's somewhere we need to go and they don't let us? We may not be perfect, but the safest hands are still our own. If we don't do this now, it's going to be done to us later. Uh, you can definitely see both sides of it. Are you Team Iron Man or Team Captain America? You know, I'm biased because Spider-Man, for now, is on Team but Iron see, Man. But see, that he changes sides, though, <laughs> so does. you should be unbiased. I, I think that if I were to choose, even though I see exactly where Tony Stark is coming from, and you have to understand what they, they've done a good job with his backstory initially anyways, because he he's coming from a place of guilt with what his weapons have done already anyways. And so now, you know, he's feeling guilt for, you know, what the Avengers are doing, causing some deaths accidentally added to that guilt. So I understand him. But if I were to choose a side, I'd be like, well, I'd have to go with Captain America here. Like as far as which side of the argument I would favor, I would favor Captain America's side of the argument. Jacob, whose team are you on? Uh, Tony Stark's. Are you? Uh, yeah, for the, uh, I think, you know, if we're going to get kind of nerdy, if we're going to nerd out here for a second, I think that if there were people with those kinds of abilities that they should be accounted for. Interesting. Yeah. And what are you, which side are you, you're, you're the tiebreaker here. What's funny is I started out on Team Iron Man and actually switched to Team Captain America. Probably because of how they treated Scarlet Witch. My goodness, I felt bad for that girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I see, I see. It's very easy to go either way with this argument. It is. Both, both are I, valid I did reasons. I did both are valid reasons, but I think because because of the characters that we have and we know them, I trust them. But if I was just a person living in this universe and I'm not watching a movie, I'm just seeing deaths and I'm seeing I, well, if I you wanna, if would you want them moral, policed probably. If you want a moral compass, Captain America probably has a stronger moral compass than Iron Man does. So even without looking at the issues, you would naturally kind of tend to say, well, Captain America's moral compass is, is higher. So I... And then really, the and I'm not just saying that, but the other moral compass of the Marvel Universe, it's always Spider-Man and Captain America. They're the kind of two moral compasses. And where the story ends up going, they side together, they ally together. So you, uh, to me, I'm kind of drawn towards that. I'm like, well, those characters are morally sound more so than Tony Stark is. <laughs> so they must be the right. The least morally sound of all yeah. of them probably. I always thought it was not. really interesting that the, that Captain America went pro- anti-government and then yes. Stark went pro because yeah. you'd think it'd be flip flop. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Sp- so when I, I mean, I haven't read the comic, 100%. but I've got it right here because I should have read it before I saw this movie, darn it. Spoilers, uh, usually though. pretty good about that. Huh? Spoilers, though. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. But, I mean... When I found out that, that Captain America was anti, you know, going with what the government wanted right. him to do because he's Mr. America. Yeah. Uh, it makes you should be a red so flag. Yeah, huh? It should be a red flag. Right. Right. So yeah, you know, uh, I think for me, the, the line that kind of cinched it to me, I was like, yeah, that's true. Was when he was like, what if they want to send us to a place where we don't feel like, you know, Absolutely. they're using us as weapons. But then on the other side, and what if 
they don't let us go to a place where we know we need to go save them. I mean, th- it's true. And also, let's let's put and this. And you have in, to wait. Like, and you have to wait for. Let's say that approvals. The There's approval, like so much political things yeah. that would go on. When you need to save somebody. You got to go save somebody. Right. But if you put it in real world world perspective, we're looking at our presidential candidates. Do I trust like Donald Trump and Hillary more than I trust Captain America? Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would rather Captain America police yeah. himself. <laughs> I don't want Donald yes. Trump in charge of the Avengers. Yes, and <laughs> William Hurt's Secretary of State is kind of a a hole, anyway. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, Steve Rogers has a better compass <laughs> than that dude. That uh, was pretty funny, actually, putting him on hold. That was a yeah, good laugh. Yeah, <laughs> there, and there was some great, great humor throughout this too that it, that it needed because there was yeah. some serious stuff yeah. kind of happening here and there. Uh, I pulled you off balance. You didn't get to say what you your initial impression. Oh, I loved were. it. I, I'm I'm with Jacob. I mean, you you I mean, both of you loved it. I, I, you know, my expectations. Were, I was already hyped about it anyways because it was basically going to be an Avengers movie. Then of course, Spider Man was going to be into it. So and then the reviews started coming in, and I mean it's in the night. It's like at ninety two percent at Rotten Tomatoes. <clears throat> the Metacritic score is super high. Uh, IMDb score is at eight point five. I mean, so I was like, man, like not only is are my expectations high, but it's getting higher because of all the hype, and it still met those. It was this perfect combination of good, serious, dramatic storyline with stakes that mattered. And something that they've built for a decade now with all the previous movies. So we're really invested in these characters and where this is story going, as opposed to like a Batman v Superman. Which we should talk about. Actually, yeah, talk because about there's a lot of similarities. Yeah, so many similarities. But they didn't earn it. We didn't care about the story. It didn't make sense. It was rushed. It was pushed together. But right. this was something that was built. There was a foundation for the past 10 years. But then they interwove these new characters um, you know, Spider-Man, Black Panther, and Ant-Man into this, but it was seamless because it all kind of happened they, naturally. Because it did eight years to, to do it, not yes. three. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And it amazed me that they were able to juggle so many different characters, a bunch of different storylines. And we still have a bad guy. We're not even talking about a bad guy. I mean, it was um, no kidding. Zemo. But, I mean, he wasn't really – I mean, it's, it's almost like an afterthought, even though he's kind of orchestrating – the whole thing, he's not your typical bad guy with superpowers and they all have to team up to take him down. He's basically orchestrating all this happening. The Civil War. Yeah, yeah. The Civil War. But anyways. Kind of playing Puppet Master. I yeah. loved it. And that, I got to say, my my expectation for Spider-Man was met. There was there were elements of what Tobey Maguire did that I liked a lot. And I liked a whole lot of what Andrew Garfield did. But in the little amount of Tom Holland that we got, he really captured the overall essence of what Spider-Man is supposed to be, both as Peter Parker and in the suit. Especially the lines. He kept oh, talking yeah. so much. That's, that was awesome. And, and, yes. and I leaned over to Brandon and I said, he's throwing out great one-liners. Yes. one-liners can make a movie kind of cheap, right? Right. And, but they were nailing them. Yes. I mean, it was perfect. And, and, and the other Spider-Man movies didn't get that right. And it was so fr- – Spider-Man fans were always frustrated about it because that's who Spider-Man is. I mean, the, he always Andrew Garfield one. had some one-liners. He did. Well, he honestly, did have some. I thought Tommy McGuire actually had some one-liners that weren't bad. But it, again, but not, not my to whole issues with Tommy McGuire. This McGuire was and right, and and it could because it's a younger good. kid who's a good who seems like a pretty good actor. He, he know, Tom Holland's actor. also in The Impossible, yeah. which he was excellent in. Yes, and yes. maybe that's just it. He's just a good actor, and it's a great casting decision. Yeah, the the casting is great. I mean, I mean, everybody is pretty much saying it's the best. I am stoked about what they could do with. Oh yeah, that kid 
going forward. He's gonna be he's gonna be so good. I, I'm super pumped about it. And then that airport scene, that fight scene, to me, it's the best ever comic book action scene we've ever seen. It's pretty cool. Like I don't know. I thought the Thor, Captain America, Iron Man. Uh, th- the trio was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, um, it was good. I would still put this about. Honestly, it. anytime you put the Hulk in, especially well, when he beats yeah. up all the uh, the aliens in the first Avengers, that was that was the badass. first time we saw him. Yeah, and that was that was a great great scene. It was. Um, you know, it could be that it's fresh in our minds, but I'm actually with you. I think. Yeah. Especially when Ant Man turns into Giant Man, uh, that was awesome. You had the Empire Strikes Back reference yeah. about it being an old movie. I was yeah. like, I, I was like, come on. Yeah, so, so are the other <laughs> characters. So everyone was like, yeah, come on. Was, <laughs> but I mean, you know, that's the other thing that it was Spider-Man so stick out cool. Is his youth, um, but yeah, it was that scene was just so good. The 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 special effects were great. Every character had a moment to shine and stand it out. Really did. It was funny. It was fast paced. It was. It was cut and shot so well. Well, and, uh, yeah, and I agree with that too. I thought the editing was great in this. And one thing about these stories, we've talked about it with other movies too, where in Batman v Superman is a good example where you have so much going on. How do you decide to give who what attention? Right. And I do think they they, they spent the most time with Captain America because it's his movie, right? And and quite a bit with Iron Man as well, which he's the main because they're the side. two leaders of both sides, right? And then they handled all the other, really, I don't want to say cameos. When we, Spider-Man was a cameo. Ant-Man, to me, was a cameo. Uh, but they spent just enough time to, right. to give them the attention they deserved. Like, the vision being with Scarlet Witch. Which, by the way, in the comic books, they, do, they are a couple at some point. Nice. So if you caught some of that kind of awkwardness, nice. yeah. that might be something that they're looking into into the future. Vision's but they, lucky, they gave just, just enough attention to them that they deserved. Like, I loved... The Black Panther in this because one, I'm a big cat, so I'm a big yep. cat guy, right? Yeah. And so like they treat his, they treat his character like you know when he lands, it's no sound, like it's soft, quiet, yeah. Like, yeah. like man, it's so smooth, yeah. Like so, Black Panther was cool, and, and his in his costume, his outfit looked awesome. Yeah, like it did. They, they did it just right. Like I am so ex- uh, so glad what they did with this movie. Yeah. Like if we were to redo our top five, which we do, we have a top five uh, comic book movies. Yeah. Go check it this out. Would it's one of the first ones we did. It's got to be in my top five. hundred percent. You know, and in that list, and I'll spoil it now. Uh, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy is my number one. This might be the one that contends with it. I yeah. mean, it's like when they, when they first came out, the Avengers in 2010 or was it 2012? I don't 2012. remember. 2012. You know, that was a big deal because the first time we had that those people on the same screen. Huge. And I'd say this is just as big because in a way, okay, so I'm curious if they're ever going to do this with, um, you've got Avengers West Coast, which is made up of Scarlet Witch and mm-hmm. Captain America runs that squad. Uh, and honestly, a lot of the characters that are with Captain America, I believe are kind of in this movie. And so mm-hmm. I'm wondering if, they're, if they were eventually or are eventually going to do that split. Regardless, you have so many new characters that they've been working on. It's like this phase two, right? Yes. Yes. And we, we're seeing that, you know, and we're going to get Doctor Strange and we're going to get, uh, what's her name? Captain uh, Planet? Not Captain Planet. <laughs> that's, <laughs> the, that's Don Cheadle. Agent Carter? Know. Are you looking yeah. for Agent no, Carter? No, it's, uh, it, it's going to come out in a couple of years. It's a female character, but she's like Captain Marvel. There you go. Uh, you know, we're getting that movie. We're getting, um, who are some of the other new ones that are eventually going to come? And so, humans. Uh, well, actually, I heard they're canceling in humans. Oh, are they? I, I believe they are. I believe they, they pulled it, which is interesting. But, you know, we're just getting more and more of these new characters. And whether it's a Daredevil or a, a Jessica Jones on Netflix, yeah. you know, they, they these uh, 
these movies, these characters, they're all coming together, and it's really setting up Infinity War nicely. And since the Russo brothers are going to be doing Infinity War, and they're doing so, I think they've done so well with these with these last two Captain America movies. Yeah, I'm getting pretty stoked. Now I Infinity do think they're War's kind awesome. of messing up Thanos. He just seems to, I don't know, CGI ish, which these yeah. movies have done so good about staying away from CGI outside of the Hulk, which yeah. he he actually has looked great. He has looked great. It's just, I'm so excited. They're doing so good with it. And then you just look at Batman v Superman and what a giant disaster. Oh, yeah. I mean, Doomsday oh looked terrible. Oh, Doomsday, Doomsday did. Terrible. And, and uh, you know, the treatment of Superman. And I didn't know this. He had 41 lines of dialogue yeah, in that movie. Insane. And not once was about like doing the American justice yeah. and what Superman's terrible. all about. And you've got these characters. They're just building it up. So great. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. Like yeah. I'm, I'm stoked about that single Black Panther movie now. I'm st- can't wait for a new Spider-Man, yeah, which I don't awesome. rarely say because I just didn't like, you know, the Tobey Maguire ones. And I yeah. thought the Andrew Garfield ones were good, but yeah. there's just something wasn't there. Actually, there were some shoddy storyline in there here and there, but what we could get, they're just, it's awesome. It's yeah. so good. Oh, I'm pumped. That, I mean, I really do think that the new characters stole the show. I think Spider-Man and Ant-Man and Black Panther, to me, those were the three standouts of this movie. Mm-hmm. It was a great movie regardless, but I still me, love the vision. I think the vision is the vision so cool. is awesome, but I think those three really stole the show yeah. and I'm pumped about obviously the new Spider-Man movie, but black Panther too. And I think he's a good actor. Uh, yeah. uh Chad Bozeman, uh, Chadwick Bozeman 42 was a crappy movie, but he made a great Jackie Robinson. And right. he was a great James right. Brown. He, he's a good actor and they, they nailed that regal warrior thing that he is. Right, right. It was kind of yeah. cool that the the two post credit scenes were really really cool. But did you feel like they're basically kind of promotional pieces, trailers for those upcoming movies? Sometimes they're they are because Ant Man was a scene from Civil War, right? You know, yeah, yeah. You know, at the end of that true. one, obviously Iron Man, the yeah. end of the first Iron Man was for the Avengers. So yeah. they always lead into yeah. Say where the Hulk goes into where the where the Hulk gets on that jet. Uh, which, uh, by the way, yeah. is a plot hole uh, for a Civil War. But when the Hulk gets in that jet uh, yeah, and just yeah. kind of takes off, that's true. Uh, you know that could be setting up, you know, Hulk in space, Guardians of the Galaxy two. Right. So there's it worked that's out usually well how that, they treat those those um, those post credit scenes. It worked out well that Hulk and Thor were you know out doing things because you can't sure. have either one on either side because they're too powerful. Sure. Well, actually Thor is in the civil war comic book. Right. Yeah. But I think for the, like, sure. I mean, either one of those sides, like well, they're, they're but, so powerful, but, look but at, vision, but look and, at vision Scarlet and Scarlet witch, witch. those I mean, two are that, so powerful. That, she's too. one of the most powerful ones in the comic universe. But Rachel and I were talking about this on the way here. It, it was, I, I like how they did this too. We both liked how, they made it very apparent that they weren't trying to hurt each other. They were just right. trying to stop them. So, I mean, they were kind of pulling their punches. They weren't trying to... Right. It was more of a... It's kind of like just, when Scarlet Witch and Hawkeye say to each other, like, we're still buddies, right? Right. He's like, yeah, as long as don't punch me too hard. And that was another... <laughs> I, I told Rachel one of my only... It was only, weird, though, right? One of my only issues would have been that, like, you know, like, Hawkeye and Black Widow can't go toe-to-toe with any of these people. I mean, they would right. all brutalize them. Right. And they kind of had moments to shine. And, and I know yeah, they got their own special, you know, powers or whatever, but they're humans. Well, it's what and they, they, they usually kinda... do with those those two in particular. You know, they always get to take the one-on-ones. They don't do, right. like, the mass blowing up like Hulk, Thor, Iron Man right. can do. 
But even still, I mean, like Captain I mean, America to an extent, really. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But they kind of neutralize the powers a little bit, and but you kind of have to. Yeah. Plus, I mean, they kind of explain it by saying, "Don't, we're not trying to hurt them." You know, they give, stop well, them. they give Black Widow like those little electrics, you know, to slow them down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They have to give things. her something to. Right. Yeah. Now, do we have any issues with this? We, we've we've talked so glowingly about it. Is there I, anything that I did have an issue with it in the fact that. The ultimate battle between Bucky and Captain America and Iron Man. I don't see Iron Man reacting that way. Tony Stark is certainly a reactionary person, but I, I it's very clear that Bucky has been manipulated. Like everybody knows this is just like common knowledge that Hydra has been messing with him and using him as a soldier. So I feel like while he may have been pissed off and there may have been some fights thrown some fights, some some punches, punches. thrown. I just don't see Tony Stark. <laughs> Shut it. I don't see Tony Stark making it this, oh my gosh, I have to kill this guy, even at the expense of I'm going to kill Captain America now because I'm so angry about this. Because it's taking it so personal. Right. When he knows, oh, when, cool. when it's it been nice established. I mean, when I hear you though. I, it just, it, the logic behind it didn't, didn't make that much sense to me. It made yeah. for a fantastic fight scene. Sure. Um, yeah. But I, I just don't see him being to the point where he is down with killing Captain America, if that's what it takes, when he knows that Bucky was not acting as himself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was my, that was really my only complaint. Well, I, and I found myself thinking about that. I said, like when that fight, that fight sequence was going on, I was like, okay, what are we fighting about? Just because Bucky and Captain America want to go stop this, this guy. And that they don't even know what he's up to. You know, that you know that big giant thing was also that they could get to this jet and go find Zemo. Yeah, so because because Baron Zemo. Be, yeah, Baron Zemo because of the other Winter Soldiers. There were six right, other Winter Soldiers. Did they even know about the other Winter Soldiers at the time? You know, did Bucky know that his intentions, you know, Zemo's, was to? Yeah, they knew uh, Captain America and Captain America knew about the other Winter Soldiers because Bucky told him. So that's what they were going to stop. And, of course, Iron Man wanted to stop him. He wanted to bring him in because they were breaking the law at this point. Right. I mean, they just become police in a way. Yeah, they did. Iron Man's side. So that's why they're basically kind of trying to stop him but not hurt him. But what Rachel's saying is that end scene between the three of them. Oh, no, hers is like the the Tony's parents getting killed you know, right. i guess two different things which but. i agree was a great twist mm-hmm. uh and it that scene between those three was awesome but i do see your point i i think that i could understand tony initially being pissed and like oh my gosh you find out who killed your parents you are going to be like oh i want to take this dude's head off but when the logic comes in like well i mean he was brainwashed i mean we all know he's brainwashed so yeah it wasn't well, really him makes sense yeah that was my only complaint with it though yeah. really I mean, it's hard to find complaints with this. I actually thought, you know, I really liked how, for once, they kind of touched on Batman v Superman in the beginnings, right? So the consequences for your actions right. with these comic book characters. Right. And to see Scarlet Witch, like, depressed and upset about what she did. And to see... Yeah, you saw it all over her face. Like, she knew immediately, oh my gosh, this is terrible. Yes, Tony Stark kind of saying, yeah, I'm, it's my fault for... Uh, Ultron, you know, and, right? And when you see him kind of like backed in the corner when he's talking to Captain America, and we see some actual acting happen with Robert Downey Jr., like, 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 what am I supposed to do here, man? Like, he gets yeah. emotional. Yeah, it was a nice 
it was a nice touch. I mean, it was the, it was very cool. It was much needed for these movies. Yeah, and and here's the thing, it gave us real drama because the right. stakes were yes. so high and and it was so personal, and because you know these are your friends and you know your family basically, and you're and having to go. We as, wa- as movie watchers have grown, kind of it's cheesy to say, but we've grown with them, right? right? Exactly. And so yeah, there is a reason for them to. Give us some good acting, and they pulled it. Off. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. was really, really well. That's because they've good. they've got a great cast of really good actors. That's they why that's part of the reason why they've been able to sustain good movies for this long. Well, yeah. speaking of those really good actors, I mean, we are going to do our top five on great casting decisions for that is correct. Good we're going to do it for good guys this week, but we'll do villains for after a Suicide Squad comes out. Good call. Anyway. Uh, but I do, I do appreciate that they. You see so many action movies, and you see buildings falling over, but it's never really. It's just part of an action movie. It's not really brought to your attention how many people are being affected, like what that would actually do to a city, right? The cost to rebuild that, the lives lost, like the impact of all of these battles happening. Right. So, I like that because it kind of put it in a more real world context. Yeah. Um, that they're actually having to to face up with the fact that they're responsible for lives. They may have saved more than they lost, but they still lost lives. And you saw it even more because she is the one that sent them into a building. Like, yes. she didn't send yeah. it above the building as much as they can. They tried to get them out of the way of everybody, but she she sent that bomb into a building right. and was solely responsible for those lives. Probably saved more by sending it in there than if they would have just let it go off on the ground. Sure. But... Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, those are still lives lost, and that would affect you. Yeah. Um, so let me get this right about Baron Zemo. Is that his name? Yes. Zemo. Because um, I never really quite caught. I was having a hard time with some of that. So is this all it comes down to? Is that he's from uh, Sokovia, and that his family was killed by the Avengers in the second in the Ultron, right? Yeah. And, and so he spent a year studying them just to get revenge on. You know, just because he yeah, lost but, his dad and his wife and his kid, right? That's it. Yeah, I mean, that's. But that's he's basically. not. But he's not Hydra. No, he's not Hydra. He does. Now I don't know if the movies are going to do this, but he does become like a super villain. Like he does become like a costume. I mean, they deal. they brought up the fact that he's a bad dude. Like yeah. he's not just like some civilian that got mad. Like right. he's that's what I was had military like, training. To out. Yeah. So he was military training. Okay, that's right because they were showing those images. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have to work through some of this since we just saw the movie like yeah. three hours ago. Yeah, yeah, we didn't get to process <laughs> it very much. Really. Uh, yeah. So and and if they go by the comics, he will become you know kind of full fledged villain. And I like how Black Panther you know kind of ended that. There's a really really cool scene there at the end between Zemo and Black Panther where where Black Panther talks about, you know, how vengeance consumes Zemo and it consumes Yeah, it was like the running the theme Avengers of the whole movie, right? And how it consumed him, but he wasn't going to let him do it anymore. And then Zemo tried to kill himself and, and he, he withdrew him. his claws. Yeah, I thought that was so cool, though. I was like, man, Black Panther learned in one movie what Batman hasn't learned in 40 <laughs> years. I mean, seriously, like, let it go. Like, don't fight for vengeance and for revenge and for hate. Whatever, man. Uh, I mean, like, Spider-Man's fighting because he's all upset his uncle died. No, he does it out of morally to... To, to save people, Batman is doing it out of vengeance. We uh-huh. don't want to have this conversation. No, Batman, because... he's also trying to like save people too. No, no. he is. A he's angry all the time. Yeah, oh, let me talk about. I love the introduction 
to to Spider Man how it how it went to him and like the whole introduction. I love that whole scene. I don't know how I how I like that. It and, just seemed too simple. It's like Iron Man's like I got a guy. I know they got to find a way to squeeze Spider Man in here. Right. I know I'm completely taking your thunder here, man. No, it's okay. <laughs> but I mean, it's like oh, so it's just that simple and just breaks out this video of this little Crusader guy. Well, I assume because it's Tony Stark that he has access to this stuff. Yeah, yeah and that's why I didn't have an issue with yeah. it because it was Tony. Yeah, right. obviously that would start making some waves. Like people would be aware of Spider-Man if he right. was already starting to perform some heroic acts, right. and Tony Stark could easily figure out who it was if he wanted to. Right. So I didn't necessarily have a problem with that. Yeah, if there was anybody else but Tony, I'd have an issue with it. And it was cool because I mean they covered how he just got his power six months ago, so he's really new. To all of this. Held his own, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But I love the interplay between him and Tony and Marissa Tomei as Aunt May and, and the Speak, week, week. Speaking nod, of Marissa nod. Tomei, I mean, like, Aunt May just keeps getting hotter and hotter. Yeah, she does. You go from the original to Sally <laughs> Field, Field to, to Marissa Tomei. Yeah, exactly. Man. Yeah. But they <laughs> kind of did a wink, wink, nod, nod with the, hey, ants can come in all shapes and sizes. And yep. Robert Downey Jr. is like, I can't believe your aunt is so hot. I didn't know <laughs> that it was possible for an ant to be so hot. But I like the interplay. But what I was going to say was, it was obvious they didn't want to do the with great power comes great responsibility line again right. because we've heard it and it's you know it's own it's thing. kind of become a joke now right so, so they it's... say did you notice that they did a spin on it they <laughs> asked just, him what I just is thought of the superman meme we saw <laughs> don't kill me my mom's name was martha <laughs> <laughs> but did you guys notice that they did a play on the with great power comes great responsibility yeah. well is that just the part where he was asking like why you wear a mask and he says so to, to protect my you know loved ones is that basically well, well he well iron man's like so tell me why are you doing that like what's your motive what's your mo you know and he's like you know i want to help people i want to save people and then he he stops and he's like well when you can do what i do um but you if don't you choose do this, to do nothing you're responsible for it basically yeah the bad things happen the bad if things you don't happen. do it so goes, they, but that's they why did I choose it. not to play they football because I was this person before and I need to stay this person. Yeah, so that's they, they really basically cool. rewrote the with great power. But it sounded really person. eloquent and smart the way that he said it. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. Which yeah. I also thought that's how I treated Black Panther too. It helps that you have like a South African accent. Yeah. But I mean like every time that he socked, it's, talked, it sounded methodical. And, yeah, yeah. And just like elegant and, and, and uh, it just was really cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, and look, I know we're going to get the, the origin story of Black Panther as well. But um, when they asked him about his abilities, it was simply like uh, in my culture, this character, it's, it's from one generation to the next. And it was just so quick. It was like, wait, was. what? So I know we'll get it, but that was really quickly glossed over. Yeah. Um, I also got to say, I think that interjecting, you know, you're kind of going through about halfway through the movie. We get introduced to Spider-Man and Ant-Man. And I think that they really interjected a new life and fun into the movie because it was a serious, you know, serious stuff is going on and it's really pretty dramatic. And, and the tone is a lot you know, kind of it's darker heavy. and heavy. It's heavy. Way more heavy than the other Marvel movies. Right. And then you interject Ant-Man and Spider-Man and, you know, their humor and their kind of exuberance and, and they're both kind of giddy yeah. to be a part of Oh, all man, of this. Paul Rudd, like poking Captain America. Oh, so funny. And I've been shaking what do you call him, like a uh, hawk, hawk guy or hawk? <laughs> Hawk, uh, uh, no, arrow guy, arrow, arrow guy, guy. <laughs> which I thought was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Are you ready?" It's like, 
Yeah, I am ready. Arrow <laughs> Paul Rudd was of great. Paul Rudd is so funny. He's so good. I mean, he's he's basically just Paul Rudd, but Paul Rudd yeah. is Paul Rudd. Is exactly. So That's good. why we love him. I mean, it's in a way. It's like I don't need another Ant Man. I mean, we just keep putting him with these guys. It's like it's like putting Hulk. In with the Avengers, like I don't need a Hulk movie because they don't seem to work. But mm-hmm. I love him with the tr- with yeah. the group. Yes, yep, absolutely. I mean, yeah. He's my favorite character when he's with everyone. You know, right? Just because he's just Hulk Smash. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it is hard to carry a movie like that. Um, yeah. So, anything else? Any other? Actually, I guess another Ant Man movie, which I'm sure we'll get, is yeah. is cool because you can do such cool things when you're a little person when you're yeah you know, miniature or whatever. Yeah, so there's can can be some really cool visual things to do, which I think we almost got with the Edgar Wright version, mm-hmm. you know, running up the gun, the barrel of the gun. Such that was super cool, cool <laughs> shots, but you know, <laughs> the, the, the fight on the train where it's just like a train set or something. Oh yeah. Uh, right. Like, right. Like that Thomas was the trainer. Oh my so gosh. So much fun yeah. stuff. It it's great. like having it's a like lot back of to the fun. future kind of movies. I always compare these kind of things. Like when you do back to the future movies, can you imagine? Oh, or like uh, Bill and Ted's, you know, and I know I'm w- going way off course here, but like you can do such cool things. So I'm wrong in the like another Ant Man movie would be great because yeah. you can do s- such unique things. Oh, absolutely through the, through the camera lens. Yeah. But anyway, um, I, I I love I love these characters. Yeah. They're so much fun. Like this is to me is what sci-fi and fantasy films are all about. Yeah. When you get, I mean, you know, these characters have been around for 60, 70 years, yeah. maybe yeah. maybe longer, and to have this much of a great result is so fulfilling. Yeah, it's it's doing your childhood justice as opposed to like say Transformers or Batman. And then we're to keep Superman, bringing it up. What a disaster! Where they're crapping all over your childhood. Yeah, the Transformers, great example, and yeah. the Ninja Turtle thing. Which yeah, yeah. That's kind of fifty fifty because we did get a good one. Yeah, yeah. In nineteen ninety. In nineteen ninety. Yeah. <laughs> Twenty five years ago. So yeah, Civil War. Everybody's going to see it. It's gonna. End up as the fourth biggest opening of all time. It looks like it's going to be really close to making two hundred million over this weekend. Do we know what it's done so far? One hundred eighty, maybe. Um, it, it looks like the projections are it's going to be right about one hundred and ninety million uh, for the weekend, which will be the fourth biggest opening ever. That's decent. Yeah, yeah. You know what though? It was basically an Avengers movie, and don't you feel like if they would have just titled it Avengers? Avengers. Civil oh, War, absolutely. It would have made even more than this. I mean, because it's, it's going to make less because it's titled Captain America <laughs> Civil War. But if you just change Captain America to Avengers, it would have made probably $100 million more. I mean, just because. Very well And could've. it basically was an Avengers movie. It was, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it had so many of the Avengers in it. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's going to definitely inflate Captain America's, the, the trilogy of Cap- the box office, so much. Because oh, yeah. it's an Avengers movie. Can anyone come up with how they got that jet back from Hulk? No, you're right. You so at the end of at me. the end of Age of Ultron, Hulk yeah. takes that jet instead of returning, yeah. coming back to uh, Scarlet Witch, not Scarlet Witch, uh, Scarlet Johansson. Yeah, and it shows him like flying off. Yeah, and all of a sudden we got it back. Yeah, plot hole. Let's say explain. I, I feel like they might. No, I'm just pointing that out. I'm just pointing it out. They might even realize afterwards, like, oh, crap, we're going to have to fill in that gap. Forgot about that. I mean, it's just a little thing, but, hey, I noticed. (laughs) Uh, Last thing I want to say, I wonder, I don't know if you guys noticed it or not. I felt like, and and I could be wrong, but I felt like there was kind of a, a little shot at Batman v Superman. It was when Bucky was talking to Captain America 
and he said something about his mom. Oh, no way. No, no Captain America goes, how do I know which Bucky I'm talking to? Like, he said your mom's name is. He said your mom's name is whatever his mom's name was. Ha, and good. so Captain America was like, okay, cool. And then Falcon was like, oh, so that's it. We're good now. Dude, good call. I mean, like, I, I don't know if how... that was a shot at the whole Martha. Because I mean, the one was I mean, the filming schedule because of pre-production. Yeah. Unless they added that line, like, because it was almost like a they panned over to Falcon, like they could have literally well, actually, just taken. I don't that. think uh, he was in the screen whenever, um, whenever Falcon was talking. That's what I'm saying. Like, it could and have. So been, they could have dubbed that in later on. That one Falcon line, dude. That is an. Great catch. That is a great I, I, I catch. I wanted to point that out because I didn't know if anybody else caught that or not. I because did, he literally says, your mom's name is, and then they're cool. And Falcon says, oh, so that's it. We're good now. Because oh, he said yeah. his mom. Because it's he said a, his mom's yeah, name. That's, that's a good And call. I felt like that was a that shot really because Batman v Superman got so much crap <laughs> for that whole Martha thing ending the, the big battle between them two. Oh, that's that, funny. that is yeah. a great call. Thank you. Thank you. I wanted to bring that. I had that in my back pocket. I wanted to save that for last. So that is Captain America Civil War. I think we can all say one of the greatest comic book movies of all time. We all loved it. Go yeah. see it. Uh, so we, we so didn't really good. talk about Don Cheadle going down. Oh, I yeah. know. I know. I, we should probably move on. But no, that was actually kind of a really sad moment. Yeah, you know? I didn't really realize how much I liked him until. I actually he thought went down. they were. I thought I actually thought he was dead. I, well, I he's one of the characters might. that I was like, yeah. I mean, they could kill War Machine. Yes. yes. Like that. Some of them, I feel like, are kind of untouchable. Well, not really. It's comic books, but they could kill him off. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, that would really suck. As opposed to Batman v Spider-Man, where either one of them, uh, Superman. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Throw him in there. Either one. I can't talk tonight. Batman either totally one of them could have died, and I wouldn't have cared at all. Right. Uh, whatever, and then the main characters, hey, the War Machine. Superman I'm like, oh, did die. what are you talking about? Uh, and yeah. none of us cared. Yeah, no, Rachel forgot. <laughs> <laughs> did I even see that movie? But I am glad that oh, they, they, they could <laughs> they could have killed him. But I am glad that he lived, just because I like Don Cheadle and War Machine, and I like his relationship definitely. with Tony. He keeps Tony grounded. He does, yeah. so he's necessary for that. Well, I feel yeah. like the Vision might take over on that. You know. True. Still, yeah, I agree with you though, Rach. I like having that their relationship. Yeah. And you know, and it and led that that final scene between was great between Don Cheadle and Robert Downey Jr. when he was rehabbing. But it led to one of the best Stan, Stan Lee cameos Lee, of all yeah. time. His his cameo was really really funny because he calls him Tony Stank, and then that leads to Don <laughs> Cheadle just like. Totally I, I think the it. best. Uh, I think the best Stan 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 Lee. That didn't sound right for some reason. Yeah. Anyway, I think the best Stan Lee uh, cameo is still like when Spider-Man's fighting, I think, the lizard. Yes. And he, he's he got his headphones on. It's music going on. And it's <laughs> oh, yeah, all and wrecked it's in the going background. on behind yes, him. Yeah, that, that was, was a really good awesome. one. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. That was a great one. Good of course, call. he didn't talk much in that one. But yeah, still. but uh, that was a really, really good one. Anything else we want to say about Captain America? Civil War? I think I'm good now. Isn't yeah. it weird that Bucky signed for nine movies? Yeah, that's so weird. Whoa, it's weird isn't that what, crazy? It's so weird, he's got like, six more movies left yeah. at least. What did I miss there? And yeah. it's weird what like kind of he's like a, this minor character that's become a major. Does, does anybody, he's like a major, major. So he didn't element. have a, a big part in the comic books? Like He did. No, he did. But, you know, 
I, if you go up to the average person, you're like, hey, who's the Winter Soldier? Who's Bucky Barnes? They're not going to. Well, who's pre- Sebastian Stan? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't really think any- pre movies. You could be like, who's Iron Man? Everybody would be like, I don't know. Well, <laughs> they would know who he is. But I mean, yes, the, our, the movies definitely <laughs> elevated Iron Man to like tier one, which he never was. But yeah, he's a he's a character that's not well known. That's become a major, major player in the whole universe. You know what? We we didn't say this either. Like, you know, this ended on a pretty, you know, dark, sad moment. And yeah, Captain America broke into the prison and is going to break all of them out of there. But yeah. boy, how are they going to mend this? You know, yeah, and, and know. what and they got to get their what, crap what's together. Our, what's our next movie? You know, we famous. got we, we do Doctor Strange coming up next year. Doctor Strange is the but, next one. But Doctor okay. Strange, I don't think it's going to be affiliated with this world. Not right? yet. Right. Yeah. Not yet. I mean, well, wait. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. he will. But I mean, like in this movie upcoming, you think that I, I mean, look, that... we just saw a trailer just came out and I know I'm not watching trailers, but I did kind of I don't mind. I don't mind watching the teasers. Yeah. Um, and we didn't see any of these characters in that movie yet. Right. Uh, well, I mean, but we've got Guardians of the Galaxy. They haven't been introduced into right. this. So the next one is Doctor Strange. Then after that is Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And then we have Thor Rang. However you say that. Ragnarok right. might be Ragnarok. when they That'll... try to mend some of it. I would True. think so. Because I heard Ragnarok is going to be a big setup for Infinity Gauntlet. But I mean, yeah, for I us to have to wait well. for three, well, an infinity gauntlet until they until they mend this. But, but no, it's but Spider but Spider Man Homecoming is next July. Okay, the, this is might have been before yeah, they actually got it. rights to Spider Man. Yeah. The one I'm looking so at. So Spider Man <clears throat> is next July, and I know that Robert Downey Jr. is gonna is confirmed to be in that one. Really? Yeah, and I'm wondering if that's the one where Spider Man changes his his allegiance or not. I don't know. It's just interesting, like how they're going to mend this. I'm excited, and it sucks. I have to wait. Yeah, but they obviously <laughs> have to mend it to take on Thanos. Okay, or, so maybe that's how they do it. It's just because sure. you know, it's like, hey, let's put our differences aside because we yeah. have a bigger issue. Yeah. This one is this one's pretty simple, really. more updated. Guardians of the Galaxy two, May fifth, two thousand seventeen. Thor Ragnarok, November third, two thousand seventeen, is followed by Infinity War Part one, and May fourth, two thousand eighteen. So oh, we wow. have two next year. Three next year. They they haven't included Spider Man. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. They, Man, this is oh. exciting. This is good stuff. And oh, I yeah. can't wait for the next Batman yeah. and Superman movie. <laughs> wah, wah. What a mess. What is the name? Are they I don't have a clue. Be a Batman? I, I don't know if we'll get a solo Wonder Woman. I don't know if we're gonna get yeah, a uh, a water an Aquaman. Aquaman. I have I no idea. Oh, we're getting Doctor Strange November fourth, two thousand sixteen. Yeah, I am excited. I am, oh, he's I am, this year. Yeah. He's this year. Next oh, awesome. year is Guardians, yeah. Spider Man, and Thor. Holy crap! Then Black so Panther, cool. Infinity crazy. War Part One, and Ant Man and Wasp in two thousand eighteen. Two thousand nineteen is Captain Marvel, Avengers, Infinity War Part Two, and they still have Inhumans listed. This is from Slash Film, so okay, cool. They they probably would That's know. That's cool. And then you've got three untitled coming up in 2020. Because I've got my Inhumans comic book right here also. Nice. Yep. Nice. Very cool. Very exciting. It's going to be good. So that for the is... third time, should we try and... Yeah. <laughs> so that is Captain America Civil War here by Pulp Fiction. Go see the movie if you haven't already. It is time to talk about what we've been watching this week besides Captain America Civil War. It can be movies, TV shows, whatever. Jacob, what have you watched this week well once again it's been about two weeks since we yeah. got together and so i actually made myself quit watching movies 
just because I didn't want to have too much to talk about. Right. Hey, you know what? Let's all three of us real quickly talk about do the right thing. <laughs> but yeah. but about a link. Everybody wants some. Everybody wants some. I was like, what are you talking about right now? Uh, did did we, you get the homework sign? We all watched <laughs> Spike Lee movie this week. Uh, we the three of us did go see Do the Right Thing. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, everybody, everybody wants, wants some. some. <laughs> and uh, in, the, in the theaters a couple of days ago, and uh, I think we all, for the most part, really liked it. I liked um, it a lot. You know, we've sat on it, we've processed it now, and look, ultimately. It's it's a it's a new version of Days Confused. I still think Days Confused is a better movie. Yeah, I agree. Sure. Um, I agree. There are some great lines, some great laughs in it, but I also think the movie is really douchey as well. Um, well, the yeah, movie they, is douchey. Is that what you said? Yes. Oh, okay. The, I mean, it's all about d- dudes in college and boobs and beer and whatever. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah it was, <laughs> and 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 I think that it. I don't. I think that it knew that though, you know, because this time you're dealing with strictly athletes for the most part and jocks, whereas. Where as opposed to Days and Confused, it's a cross section of like you know every every type of kid. But this one, and you focus mainly on the athletes. Yeah. Look, I still liked it, and look, I have to bring up Simple Baker, who is <laughs> got to be the lost son yeah. of John Elway. Yeah. Holy he's a, crap! He's a doppelganger. There, I mean, he is. He, he is a so much like image. him. It's it's distracting. Uh, but no, it, seriously, but the entire it's distracting in a hilarious way. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, and and he is. John Elway to a T as a youngster, <laughs> but he's also really hilarious. That character was really, really oh funny. Oh my gosh, he was on point. Really I don't know if funny. that's Link. He's done nothing. This is his first movie. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, he could be typecast going forward because he was seems so, because of his voice his and, voice and the way so he, funny. he executes. He sounds like he's high half the time. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's Linklater's directing or how this guy it's just is as delivered. a person yeah. or an actor. It was just pinpoint. Anyway, I, I still really enjoyed it. You know, like there's a couple slow parts, but Linklater does that. You know, he writes, you know, almost all of his movies, and he wrote this one, and he does a good job talking about what I, it seems like. Well, what, what it does seem like humans might have a conversation about, right? Yeah, no, no. So it, he stops from all the beer and the women to at least have like a conversation, but then he goes back to the beer and the women, right? You know? and, but I love that. I mean, like his movies are so based in reality; they're all just basic slices of life, like. Here is a one week peek into these people's lives and this these characters and and they all feel so familiar. Like we all know these type of people. We've had these same kind of conversations, said the same things, had the same thoughts. Um, I really love that about Linklater. Um, his movies just feel so real, but at the same time, he he draws these really really great funny characters at the same time yeah and look we just did our list on top five underrated directors he comes up if you want to go check it out we just came out a week ago it's a good it's a good list yeah but i I just was a fun movie to uh to watch even though it's it's pretty douchey but it is there's some great lines honestly there's a lot of great lines there is um, and i can't wait for some of my friends to see this because i hope i mean like it'll probably never go big time it just won't. But when it, if it does ever catch some steam, there's some pretty quotable stuff in this movie. Yeah, I I liked it a ton actually. I did, I, I agree that it's not as good as Dazed and Confused because you're focused on just this group of people and why they try to tie in other types of people, the artistic crowd and the nerds and all that kind of stuff. Right. You just don't spend enough time with them like you get to in Dazed and Confused where. There's kind of an entry point in Days and Confused for whoever you are, whatever type of person you are, you can find somebody to latch on to in Days and Confused. And there's not so much with Everybody Wants Some. But 
the time that they spent with these guys, I had a blast. Yeah. I liked yeah. hanging out with these guys for so a couple hours. Also, great just, soundtrack. Linklater's awesome yeah. about oh, yeah. having yeah, good music in the movies, and this is a great soundtrack. Yeah, it is. I will say, I mean, everybody's saying that it stays confused in the 80s. This is pretty early 80s. It still felt very 70s. Yeah. I mean, it was sure. it was way less 80s than the I expected. It was 1980. 80, yeah, so, and it was only four years after Days and Confused. So to me, it's pretty obvious that he's, he's doing this what is he his, knows. Yeah, this is I, his I also time. read that he was, in a way, Linklater was picking up from boyhood. You know, he we end that movie where he just goes to college and meets a girl. And here we have oh, people that, just yeah, getting to college, that. and our main character yeah. meets a girl. Yeah. So he that wasn't an accident. Yeah, uh, that's pretty cool. pretty cool when you think about it. Yeah, man, um, he's so good. That's that's the hardest I've laughed at a movie in quite a while. There were some really boy, we really were hilarious chuckling, scenes. We? Yeah, yeah, and, especially and, when John Elway Jr. was on. <laughs> every time he was on screen, I laughed. Oh yeah, <laughs> he could have just been staring at something, and I laughed. <laughs> it does not matter. And and. Uh, and Dallas Buyers Club, Matthew McConaughey. Oh, that's right. The poor really man's funny. the poor man's Matthew McConaughey yeah. from da- Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah. Also, look out for um, Russell Crowe's son. Yep, he plays the hippie. No, uh, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Yes. <laughs> just yeah. delete everything I've said out of this podcast. <laughs> I'm having a rough night, to... guys. Hey, it's just another podcast, Rich. You know, whatever. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Shut it. But you're right, and, and and he's he's really good in it too. Um, he annoyed me completely because oh, he's annoying me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I but, liked but I, him, but I thought, especially when there's a girl Andy Garcia on you. you but know? I think the actor did a good job, though. I also really liked uh, Andy Garcia. Who's the the singer from? Uh, Jerry Garcia. Jerry Garcia. Ha, ha, that's what you get. Uh, I was channeling my inner Rachel. <laughs> you got half the name right. I feel like that works. I liked Glenn Powell as Finnegan quite a bit too. The guy from Screen Queens. Was oh really, my gosh, really good. I love that actor. Yeah. His comedic timing is yeah, he was great. Is on yeah. point. He, was good. he actually yeah. goes off on some tangents that were annoying, but when he goes back to being like his cocky funny, he was pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Everybody wants some good flick. Uh, to move on, I uh, I saw the HBO show Confirmation. Uh, oh yeah, I've been needing to watch that. It, it, you know, and being from Oklahoma, uh, there were some things that tied into this story. This is the story of uh, Clarence Thomas uh, being nominated to the U.S. Uh, Supreme Court, mm-hmm. and uh, Anita Hill comes in to testify that uh, he sexually harassed her some ten years prior. Yep. And, uh, you know, so it's all based off of historical events. Uh, Kerry Washington plays Anita Hill and Wendell Pierce from The Wire uh, plays. Yeah. But yeah. Bunk Moreland plays uh, Clarence Thomas, uh, which I thought she did a really good job. Um, often with HBO series, they're very, I think, uh, have a political agenda, it seems like. Sorry, yeah. I just I feel like HBO is very much like that. I, I of all the shows they consistently do, I bet we never see uh, uh, Bill Clinton. And Monica Lewinsky story. I, I mean, I just don't see it. But whatever. Going back to confirmation, you know, it was a very good story. Uh, it was interesting, I guess, to see some of the things that we probably didn't know about. Kind of like when y'all were talking about O.J. Simpson uh, and the um, yeah, yeah, the the people American crime OJ stories. Simpson. Yeah, American yeah. crime story. Um, you know, there's just some things that we often don't realize. And you know, she was made fun of quite a bit uh, on Saturday Night Live and little things like that. And honestly, the the story itself of Anita Hill coming to actually unwillingly, you know, coming out and talking about the sexual harassment, I honestly think changed 
so much in our culture about women being sexually harassed in the workplace. I mean, really, I think that's really what started it, you know, in history, um, as far as it being brought as a as a problem, even though it was a miserable thing. Yeah, I had thing no problem her. with it before. And there's it a nice <laughs> there, there was a nice touch at the very end of it uh, of her impact and what she did for other women out there. But it is very heavy-handed at times. Also, Greg Kinnear plays Joe Biden, and he's really good in it. He's really? Really, oh, really? really, really good in it. <laughs> he's a good um, actor. Oh, yeah, one more thing for, for, for any Oklahoma person. Uh, you know, she was a, a, a law professor, and so there's a lot of scenes shot over on campus. Oh, that's, oh, that's cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it's awesome. got, yeah, yeah. So it was kind of a nice little, hey, yeah, I knew I've she, walked those, those yeah, sidewalks. Because she was from OU. Right. Yeah, exactly. that's awesome. So, uh, so pretty cool. Um, that was really the only reason I was on her side during that whole deal was because she went to. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, no, so that's confirmation of HBO. I also watched a bunch of old westerns, all John Ford movies. So I watched uh, Stagecoach, uh, The Searchers, and How the uh, West Was Won. Now, How the West Was Won is a little bit tricky because three uh, directors directed it. Uh, John Ford, Henry Hathaway, and uh, George Marshall all directed it. And another thing about these three movies is that Stagecoach came out in like 1939, the same year as, uh, you know, Dawn with the oh, Wind. Yeah, Gone and Wizard of Oz. And Wizard of Oz. And yeah. it was up for Best Picture. Yeah. And multiple other awards. Yeah. Which is just funny, funny because, you know, John Ford did a ton of silent films. People don't realize that's because, you know, we're in 2016 now, but John Ford was a huge deal oh, he was in the history big, big of, of cinema. Like he was for like sure. almost, it's, what I'm reading, it sounds like he was like the Spielberg in that area because he was the... He was definitely the sound guy when he came out. Like you know, Stagecoach was huge because it was one of the first. You know, it was it was right after all the all these silent films, right? So to have like these, and there is like a big Indian cowboy Indian chase kind of that happens, and that was big stuff back then. So if you watch it now, you know, it probably doesn't hold up, right? But, but if you understand it's... the importance of it in the history of film, it right. was a big deal. Uh, also, it was John Wayne's second big movie. He'd probably done 50 films prior to this, right. but they were either B movies or he was a supporting role. And John Ford and John Wayne have a very, they have always had a good relationship uh, up to the point of this movie. But um, John Ford was kind of holding out on John Wayne to becoming a better actor because like, everyone always criticizes John Wayne, never had any depth. And right. it wasn't until The Searchers where John Wayne pl finally played someone who was angry and, you know, a different type character, right. not your happy, go, you know, good cunt, you know, good old boy kind of uh, character. And so John Ford intentionally, like, they didn't want to cast John Wayne except for John Ford. The studios didn't mm -hmm. want him because he, the movie he'd just done, a starring role, was a fail. And uh, they're like, no, this guy's not going to be any good. And John Ford's like, no. And that's that's really... Who started John Wayne's le uh, you know legend legacy legacy? Thank you. Mm. Um, and uh, there's a little bit of that you know history behind that. Uh, so Stagecoach was it was good. If I don't know the history of it, you know I appreciate that part of it. But ultimately, it is a 1939 movie, so there are some kind of you know things here and there that I didn't care much for. Right. Uh, the Searchers. God, that was like a three-hour movie. Yeah, I've you're seen, about to say it. Yeah, I I like The Searchers. I I know it's got uh, John Wayne and Natalie Wood. That's one of the ones that's considered like one of the all-time greats. Right. That's uh, that's in a ton of like AFI lists. Yes. Uh, it's a ton of like it's, it's the 1001 movies that you need to see before yes. you die. I mean, it's 1001 movies, so that's not really <laughs> saying much. Um, but it's always on lists as the number one Western of all time. Yeah. And I will say for me when I watch Number one John the, Wayne movie. Yeah. I liked it, and I think it holds up really, really well. To me, it's not my number one Western of all time. 
but I really, really dig it. Uh, right, and that's the cool When movie. I watched it, I was like, why is this number one Western? Right. But it's got to be some of that John Ford stuff again. And because John Wayne was such a huge deal. Yes. And he plays like this character who just wants, well, vengeance. And, yeah. And he's angry. Did you say Vera Miles, by the way? No, I said Natalie Wood. Okay, so Vera Miles is also in this. And what's oh, kind yeah, of funny is. about that is that Vera Miles... Look, I also watched Psycho this last week. And yeah. We're, we're still going to review that, right? Yes. Next yep. week? Yes. Yep. Okay, so we're going to review Psycho next week. And it's just kind of funny that I just happened to watch her in Psycho. Oh, yeah. And then I randomly watched Searchers. And she's got a pretty big role in, oh, yeah. in the Searchers, too. So... But we'll talk about Psycho uh, at a later time. Yeah, we will. Uh, but, you know, The Searchers was good. And then you have How the West Was Won, which do you all know much about this movie? Have you seen it, Brandon? I've seen it, but it, on it, I watched it when I was a teenager, so I can't remember much from it. So How the West Was Won, uh, I don't think I said that The Searchers came out like in 1958. They're all like 10, 10 years apart, basically, which is kind of what I found so, well, it was an accident that I, that it happened. I watched these three movies, uh, but they were all so different because of the 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 difference Changes in time. Changes in movie, yeah. And uh, so, the How the West Was One has a, a huge cast. cast. Yeah, the cast uh, is big time. It's got James Stewart, John Wayne, Gregory Peck, Henry Fonda, who was awesome in it, Lee J. Cobb, Carol Baker, who, by the way, was hot when she was yeah. young. Carol Baker is like the grandma in Kindergarten Cop. So she was smoking oh, when she was really? younger. Yes. Uh, but it's got Carl um, Carl Malden, who was... Uh, yeah, uh, on the waterfront. On, on the waterfront, uh-huh. and streetcar named Desire. Right, right. He's the uh, preacher and on the waterfront. Yeah, uh, but a ton of other actors as well. Eli Wallach's in it. Uh, you know, it's always fun to see mm. Eli Wallach because he's I always do in love westerns. Him. And just the style of this movie because it it kind of it's really more about the history of America and and West as opposed to a film. It's also a film. We we have a lot of great actors, but it starts off with people starting to kind of move west so uh, it starts off with this family who's kind of going down the river and getting over to around say ohio and then it kind of moves into the civil war and then it moves into kind of stagecoach type way out in california so it really addresses like that movement uh, as much as it is kind of telling the story like intertwining these characters all together right but uh with so much more you know again because this uh, how the west was one came out in 1962 so it's you know, it's much better produced, much better shot, more colorful, uh, more rich, as opposed to Stagecoach, which was black and white and, right. you know, um, just uh, older film, basically. Uh, but it was really good. It was really good. Uh, I, I enjoyed watching it. So there's just some Westerns for you. Uh, also, I watched The Right Stuff. And I am The Right Stuff was up for Best Picture in 1983. Uh, it's starring uh, Sam Shepard, Scott Glenn, a great cast. Mm-hmm. Scott Glenn, Ed Harris, Dennis Quaid, Fred Ward from, I always remember Fred Ward from Tremors. Yeah. I love Fred Ward because yeah. of that movie. Um, <laughs> but it also has other like female actresses like Barbara Hershey, Kim Stanley, uh, Veronica Cartwright, which I'm sorry, I cannot not see her because she was the alien that, she was a girl that dies in Alien. Yeah. Sorry, spoiler. <laughs> Everyone dies an alien, though. So, <laughs> also has Pamela Reed in it, who is the also in Kindergarten Cop. She's the redhead who gets sick. Man, Jacob knows so much about he, Kindergarten Cop. Big Kindergarten Cop. Kindergarten Cop. Like specifics. I like Kindergarten too, or Kindergarten Cop too. She's she's actually great in Kindergarten Cop because she has that Russian accent. Oh no, yeah. she's actually, she has the Austrian Her, accent yeah. because yes. uh, you know she's supposed to be his sister. No, it's his Austrian partner. Yeah. Uh, that's right. She, I just remember her role in that movie because she was really funny. She was good comic relief. But the right stuff is the story of the original Mercury Seven astronauts and their macho, seat of the pants approach to the space program. So it's based on historical events. Uh, Sam Shepard, who plays Chuck Yeager, 
really is completely different character from the other seven astronauts in this movie. Uh, Rachel, I'm assuming you haven't seen it. And for you, Brandon, we talked a little buddy. bit. I know. You know I haven't it's seen not it. A fair, it's you just, not you not have to shot. ask that every week. You pick some random Sometimes movie and then go, I don't even Rachel, I just have you, you haven't seen it, right? I just want to make sure I watch something that you have never seen so me and Brandon sure can talk about it. Every, every week, there's a Rachel, you haven't seen it, right? Comment. And there's a comment about Brandon being old. <laughs> Brandon is old. There it, is. there it is. I was going to try to fit it in when Brandon said that he saw How the West is Won in high school and you said it came out in like, what, 62 uh, or something? Uh, oh, what a great time. I was going to try to fit it in, but Shoot, you're on you a roll. We talked Good. about do the right thing. I mean, same yeah. time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've seen it. Uh, so, you know, but I know it's been a while. Look, I am so upset that I didn't watch this movie at an earlier age. This was an awesome, awesome movie. If you like science fiction or really just science in general, math, physics, astronauts, anything to do with NASA. This is a great, great movie. It's filmed well. The story is very unique about how they got the NASA program going. I didn't know much about Mercury 7 and how it all kind of started. I don't know much about, oh, about test pilots because a lot of these astronauts were test pilots. I mean, they either worked for the Air Force or they, they worked for, you know, different parts of the military. Military. Yeah, there you go. Armed Forces. Uh, armed forces so there wasn't just air force guys like you might think it was great and dennis quaid who sometimes i like and don't like was yeah he's hit or miss perfect yeah. Yeah. cast in this because he was so cocky he had like that that shit eating grin the entire movie yeah and but it was kind of like you did when uh you were walking out of the uh, movie theater to give me my batman get up. that's what so i was gonna discuss before we wrap that, that up that's right. we'll do that at the end of the show good, good. we'll, okay, we'll good. come back to that if you've never seen the right stuff it's been on netflix for quite a while and yeah it's a three-hour movie but i loved it i i, I didn't get bored I mean, if you like that kind of stuff, I loved it. I, I, I really did. I gave it a 10. I, it was just a, oh, really? a great story. And look, I'm, I'm also big on, uh, on soundtracks or really scores. Yeah. And um, The Right Stuff has a great score. In fact, there's one in particular called Jaeger's Triumph. Um, and you know what? I'll probably just put the music in here. Triumph is just a really cool score and there's just it's a very complete movie I think and a unique story great movie I'm, I'm, I'm so glad I watched it I actually might watch it again just because it's been so long since I've, <laughs> since I've seen it lastly and very quickly because Brandon you probably talk a little bit about Game of Thrones but uh, I've watched a Veep Silicon Valley and Game of Thrones because we've got the first you know, the, yeah. all, all seasons have started up we've got two we're in the two episodes for each show so far and uh, I'll just say Veep I know you all don't watch it because 
uh, or you just couldn't get into it. Oh my god, y'all! I'm laughing so hard. This is the closest really? comedy I've seen, to, or this is the closest to Arrested Development as far as smart comedy goes I've seen in quite a while. Really? Holy crap! I'm laughing so hard. Uh, I mean, Silicon Valley has been great. great. I'm caught and, up on uh, Silicon Valley. So. I, I, you know, when we did our top five TV shows. And I put Game of Thrones at one. And then I went back and watched The Wire earlier like a couple months ago. And I was like, ah, oh, The Wire is so good. How did I not put this at number one? Yeah. And then I'm starting to watch season Game six of, yep. of Game of Thrones. Yeah. And it's bad. That's how it goes. Oh, it's so it, good. I mean, like, I'm so excited to be a part of pop culture when it comes to Game of Thrones. Yeah. I, I mean, like, you know, you, you avoid Facebook and Twitter, which Rach was completely spoiled on episode two. Oh, that's I, I made it ever by Entertainment Weekly. I made it ever by Entertainment Weekly again because of that spoil. That is so wrong that they spoiled it's episode two. It's crazy wrong. Yeah. No, not only... They could have done it in a subtle way, but they... Picked the picture oh. of the character oh, and then terrible. included no to the name it. It in the headline. It yeah. was complete yeah. BS. Yeah, that's terrible. That is terrible. Like you could have, you could have even. I mean, make it clickbaity, please, by all means, and don't yeah. tell me what you're going to talk about. Just give me like an intriguing headline. Don't right. tell me straight out what happened. I mean, because they they do this right after the movie happens to, or the, right episode, after the episode. Because happens. I was only maybe three hours behind and, live and this, viewing and. And nowadays, everybody watch. So many people watch later on on demand or watch the oh, DVRs, of watch the next night. Then yeah, now, now that you have on demand, you don't yeah, have to watch it Sunday yeah. at eight o'clock. Yeah, and so to be spoiled like so that, wrong. yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, but man, it is starting off with a bang. I think it's starting off quicker, you know, because Game of Thrones kind of is notorious for starting off slow build, slow burn, and then like. Halfway through the season and through on, it's like they're they're wrapping it up next season, so yeah. they're getting a business. They now. can't waste any time. They're wrapping up game. You mean next season's the last season? Yeah, that is correct. Yeah, that makes me not, sad. I know it's not sad, but, but doesn't but, it? You know how great is it for six for five seasons? Really, we've had a great show and already season six. Yeah, we look at uh, True Blood. Look at some of the de- seasons in uh, Dexter. Yeah, I mean yeah, they're the, just disaster seasons. I, I think well, every season is just getting better and better. Yeah, and yes. I actually feel good that they know they have an end date. They know exactly how much time they have to tell this story, yeah. and therefore they will tell it well. <laughs> and doesn't Jay so. George R. R. Martin start to come out with two books? Yeah, yeah. The, the the show is actually past the books now, which is so, nice. So all those snobby elitist book readers yeah, can be like, suck eh, it. Man, man, we know it's going to happen anymore. That's true. Book readers. All right, y'all. I, there's plenty more I could talk about about other stuff, but I'll stop there because you know I'm long winded sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's totally switch gears, and I'm going to tell you about how I watched Keanu. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Because I want to. I for it's okay. Good reviews. Yeah. So there is. was. So there was a, de- a a group text debate about Keanu where I revealed that I think that Key and Peele are not funny. And I know I know critics love the show. Like everybody I talked to is like, oh, Key and Peele, the show so funny, so funny. I have legitimately tried to watch it several times. I don't think they're funny. I have nothing against the actors. They you know, like Michael nice Key? Dudes. Yeah, they, they like do. And smart and, uh, and Jordan Peele, they seem great. I don't mind them in other stuff. And they, I do think that they have good chemistry together. Like, they're yes. clearly friends. Oh, man, they're yeah. um, great I just, together. I think their comedy is a lot more hit than it is miss. But I will say with... You mean miss than hit. Yes. I completely agree with you, Rach. Psych, <laughs> just kidding. Um, miss than hit. But I will say Keanu was 
surprisingly good and the fact that I cool. I didn't think I was going to laugh once and because they have an ongoing um joke <laughs> should I say, even say who it's about yeah go ahead they have an it's ongoing George me. Michael joke throughout the entire movie <laughs> is the which, best thing in the which movie. is good for laughs all the way through <laughs> yeah it's it good is. all the way through did they write this um, movie yes. yeah they did well, Jordan Peele did and Alex Rubens whoever that is but I will say I was surprised by it. They picked the absolute cutest kitten ever in the world. It is a really cute kitten. Um, and <laughs> and probably everybody knows this, but because I don't watch previews very much and I didn't really even care to read the description, I assumed that the cat was like a main character and this was going to be like a cat that talked and it was going to be like the third character in the movie. Yeah. It's not. And it's it not. Like, and it seemed like it was going to be like a gangster cat. Yeah, and it's like, really not. No, it's not that way at all. Alex Rubens, by the way, has, has been nominated for two Emmys for the TV show for Key and Peele. Oh, okay. really? Hopefully it didn't win. <laughs> nope, just nominated. Uh, I think, see, and we talked about this through our text chain, I think Key and Peele are hilarious. I enjoy when, they're, when they're on, like when they were on uh, Fargo, the TV series. I liked them. I on laughed Fargo. my ass off. I, I, I liked them on Fargo. I, I think I just, they have a lot yeah, of energy like and, and a lot of really funny skits here and there. But I don't watch the show regularly. I, I'll admit that. So when I see them, I generally laugh. But I, you know, if I watch their show every week, I wonder if it'll get old. In the meantime, I was pretty stoked about this movie. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it's it, worth watching. It is worth watching, but to me, the the trailer looked awful. I was like, yeah. "How do these movies get made?" Like, I was pretty furious about it. Yeah, it's better than I thought it was. I give it a six. It's slightly above average. I did get yeah. a few laughs out of it. I would um, agree with that. that that's exactly so. What I, mean. I would say, in my opinion, from what I've seen, it's the best thing that they have done. Together, that's it. You you can yeah, talk about all I, your I, prestigious. I was have you seen it, Jacob? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm no, sure you I, haven't. I, I, I'm too busy watching it. historical movies. Uh, <laughs> it's worth watching. I I don't really have much to add to that because I pretty much agree with with all of that. And it was much different than what I thought it was going to be. And the George Michael running gag was by far my favorite thing about it for sure. All right, since we talk about that and everybody wants some, the only thing I really want to talk about is the verdict uh we did our top five most oh, underrated God, i love the verdict uh we talked about our top five most underrated directors a couple weeks ago and Sidney lumet made my list and the verdict is one you know it's one of his top rated movies and so i hadn't seen it i love courtroom dramas right. i'm a big paul newman fan right. and i'm a big Sidney lumet fan so I was like, man, I, I need to watch this movie because I've heard so much about it. And it's really, really good. Uh, How long has it been since you've seen it? Oh, I'd never seen it. Oh, really? It, it was the first time I'd ever yeah. seen it. I'd seen bits and pieces of it here and there, but I'd never sat down and watched the whole thing. Um, it's been it was nominated for five Oscars. So Best Picture, Leading Role, uh, let's see, Best Actor, uh, Best Supporting Actor for James Mason, Best Director, and best screenplay. So yeah, that so kind all of the says big something. Ones. All the big ones, yeah. Yeah, all the big ones. It didn't win any of them, I don't think, but... No, but it's kind that, of one of those movies that, you know, where Paul Newman, once again, just, yeah. you know, a lot of dialogue. In a way, he's real similar to Al Pacino, that he'll choose those movies with just high, high dialogue. Yeah. And though it's recognized by critics, it never wins. Yeah. I'd say recently, movies, you can compare it to maybe Up in the Air. Yeah. Uh, movies like that, you know. Yeah. And so at the time, I mean, it was a big movie. I mean, those were all the major Oscars, and it was nominated for. 
Uh, basically, it's about Paul Newman plays a lawyer who kind of down and out. Uh, he he became an alcoholic. He's a drunk. Yeah. yeah, he became an alcoholic. His life kind of went to crap. Lost his woman. Lost his law firm and all that. Uh, his partnership and all that. But he gets this case, and he decides to to take it on to do good. And this is gonna kind of be his redemption case. He's actually fighting for a good cause, and it causes him to kind of... Well, he's an ambulance chaser, isn't he? Yeah, but yeah. before this, he's an ambulance chaser. Right. Yeah, we, we meet up with him, and he's an ambulance chaser. But he gets this one case, and he kind of digs in, and it makes him really kind of turn his life around because he has something virtuous to fight for again. And so he kind of goes all in, and he's taken on big-time lawyers. He's taken on... The uh, the Catholic Church. He's taken on these big hospitals. Uh, it's basically a malpractice. It's a really really good movie with a great Paul Newman performance. Oh, he's so uh, good. Char- a young Charlotte Rampling who was just nominated yeah. for her first Oscar this year for well, you know, forty five years. Put that together. She was just yeah. nominated that for forty five years. She's old now, but as a youngster, she was hot. Yeah, she was smoking. She's also you might know her from Dexter, one of the last seasons. She played his uh, therapist. But man, when she was younger, she was hot. Anyways, all that said. Isn't it amazing how Paul Newman, like, right when you think he's going to be funny, he gets, like, angry and he slaps a woman? Oh, man. <laughs> like, he, like, right, he does it, he does it in almost all of his movies. Uh, he, <laughs> well, like, like, I was going to say The Hustler. Uh, there are times in, um, oh, what's wrong with him? And. <laughs> Butch Cassidy and The Sting. In the, oh, the Sting. Yeah. Like, right when he's. You know, because that's, that's a funny movie, right? It and is. So there, it's right when he's, you know, you think he's about to crack a joke or something light's going to happen. He just gets angry. Like he's, yeah. Paul Newman is one of the most unique actors that there ever was. I think he's one of the, one of the best. And, uh, and a lot of these older actors and older, I mean, like uh, from the 40s, 50s, 60s are so different than I think a lot of the actors we have today. Oh yeah. Which I think we, why we hold them in such regard. Like there's like this aura about them because not everything's you know light or whatever like they they're like like a man's man i think i feel like a lot of yeah, them were for sure. and paul newman's every bit of yeah. that you know you like, sound like you, tony soprano right now <laughs> well actually that's a great example because he, he was a one guy who's a man's man yeah you know? well but and, and in the series he always talks about like how we don't have any man's mans anymore like gary cooper oh really yeah i, he, for, see, I forgot he, about he that. references that quite a few times but, but paul newman's on point on that and he's so much like that in the verdict like right yeah. when you think you can mess with them it's like don't don't f with me dude i like how he's like he slaps women around he's a man's man i <laughs> oh, no, man that's how those old movies were <laughs> yeah. though um my only you want know, them my only gripe with the movie uh and since you've seen it and know it well i'm curious what you think I don't want to spend too much time for this because people who haven't watched it. But did you feel like the judge was kind of too unbelievable? He was obviously siding with uh, the other side. Sure. Uh, and I'm sure with pressure from the hospital. I don't know if he was paid off or whatever from the hospital and, and all that. But he, like, like they made sabotages him- Paul Newman so many times in such an unbelievable way, I thought. Like, he basically, while Paul Newman is is crossing one of his witnesses... He basically takes over and is like, so you're really trying to tell me that this and this and that and this? I mean... It seems judges always are written that way in movies. But this I, mean, I watched The Rainmaker so. here a while back, and that and the judge in that is played by um, Danny Glover. Oh, yeah. And he's brought in in the middle of this trial, and he goes, and you know he's a defensive judge, right? 
Is that how you say it? He's a judge that favors the defense. Right. No, 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 no. He's a judge that's harder than the defense. Uh. And so, you know, he gives, you know, I can't think of the actor's name right now, uh, but he gives the defense a hard time in that movie. Look at uh, Joe Pesci and uh, my cousin Vinny. I know it's a comedy, yeah. but still Fred. Um, oh, I can't think of his name either. Fred. Uh, hold on. I'll tell you. Fred Gwynn. Gwynn. So look at, look at Fred Gwynn and, and my cousin Vinny. You know, he he's hard on. Well, I think he's hard on, on him because he's sloppy. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe that was a bad example. But anytime I have a chance to talk about my cousin Vinny, I will, <laughs> even if it's irrelevant. Uh, I just always feel like judges are hard on someone in almost all the movies, right? Yeah. It just seems that yeah, way. And it just seems kind of a little unbelievable. That was the only thing. I, I, I get you because he, yeah. he was a good jerk. He was. Uh, yeah, he I was mean, we were talking about Milo O'Shea is the name of yeah. the, the actor. Yeah. I mean, he was, a, he was a jerk. He was man. a big time jerk. But it's a good movie. You should definitely go see it, uh, rent it, download it, whatever. I, you want uh, what's your name? In? <laughs> what? Brandon? I was calling you Raymond. <laughs> uh, so Brandon, I guess, rented it on iTunes. I'm like, dude, you know, it's been on Netflix oh, for like so two fun. years. I rented it on Amazon. You told me that. I was so mad. I wasted $4. That's, that's one movie. That's one of the great movies that's on Netflix right now. Yeah. And for free. Well, Damn seven it. bucks a month, I guess. <laughs> all okay, right hold on before you wrap we just need to say that oh yeah, Civil yeah. War was the payoff of you losing the oscar nominations bet prediction bet that we had yep. yeah. jacob went all out for brandon he was very kind to get him <laughs> a, a batman shirt a hat yeah. and a watch and attempted shoes had oh, journeys man. not messed that up for I you. Messed that up, but you know, at least you didn't have to wear a onesie. That's what I kind of say. Oh, but at the same man. time, like Brandon was rock- rocking a yellow bill, a yellow Batman watch, like this just in- terrible Batman t-shirt oh, at awful. the Warren. So if you're not in Oklahoma, that's like the theater that yeah. everyone goes to. On you know how many weekend. years it's been since I've either been in a Hot Topic or a Spencer's? <laughs> I mean, like, it's just crazy. All the pop culture stuff that's yeah. out there still. And I'm just not a part of that world anymore because I'm not a kid. Yeah. But I mean, there's a kid, like a, an eight-year-old kid who wore like a Pokemon hat and an Iron Man t-shirt. And I was like, I was like he's eight and then there's Brandon look like super fanboy Batman. I did, I and look, like, we're going to post pictures all over Twitter, Jacob, Facebook. Jacob, I could feel him just soaking it in. Oh man. I mean, ironically, I, I, la- I was laughing so much while buying it, while driving in my car, while giving it to Brandon. Like I was ironically like laughing like the Joker. My laugh was all over the place. And, and I, Here's the deal for those that don't know. I hate Batman. Hate, <laughs> hate, hate Batman. And I, we were going to see a movie in which Spider-Man, my favorite character, is in. And instead of getting to go all out and wear my Spider-Man stuff, I had to wear this stupid... Like, not only was it... A, I was, like, head to toe in this Batman gear. I'd never in my life, seriously, never once in my life had worn any Batman paraphernalia. <laughs> and so, for me, this really was, like, excruciating to have it on my body. And because, in my mind, people are seeing me. Oh. And not only I do I look I bet people thought goofy, two things when they saw you. They thought, one, like, okay, that guy must have lost a bet. Or two, like, man, this guy's really trying to make a statement here. Yeah, and which, which I hate. He must really like Batman. I don't want anyone to think that I like Batman. I'm so. telling you, people probably saw you walking around. I was like, you know what? I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start wearing my <laughs> like, Batman stuff to Marvel movies. That would be the ultimate worst thing that could have happened. <laughs> he looked ridiculous. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> uh, it was great. 
Yeah, that blue. Probably should have picked Mad Max some more. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. But look Just out, make Jacob. Make decisions next time, Brandon. Look out, Jacob. <laughs> if you lose next year, I'm pretty sure you're going to be wearing like a Star Trek shirt to a Star Wars movie or oh, something. Oh, no. He's going to be wearing Spider-Man. Uh, Tobey Maguire version. Hey, man. <laughs> That's right. You put me in a Tobey Maguire t-shirt. An I heart Tobey Maguire t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that is Pulp Fliction. Be sure to listen to our top five episode this week as well. In honor of Captain America Civil War, we are going to count down our top five favorite comic book movie performances, heroes version at Pulp Fiction. <laughs>